Hey guys, and welcome to episode three. We are just rolling right along. Um, I spent the weekend in Boston, and um, that's actually why this episode is coming out a day late. But um, spent the weekend in Boston. I was there for a friend's wedding, a good friend from college. And um, by the way, Boston, great town. If you haven't visited, I would definitely recommend a trip up there. Took a tour of Fenway Park, went to Boston Common, walked around the city for a little bit. Great town. Um, definitely exceeded my expectations. But um, but yeah, so I was up there for a friend's wedding, and that sort of inspired me to do this episode on acceptance. So this is my fifth wedding this year, actually, that I've gone to now. Had one in January, one in August, two in September, and one just this past weekend. So I'm definitely at that age now where um, a lot of my friends are, you know, getting married, having kids. Um, I think at this point I have three single friends left. Um, one lives on the other side of the country. Um, one lives in a different city and one's in the area. So that's about it. Um, the rest are all um, engaged or married or in, you know, long-term committed relationships. And, you know... That's kind of, again, what inspired me to talk about acceptance because that's something that, you know, I've sort of struggled with is the idea of acceptance and accepting, you know, where you are in life, right? And the reason that I bring up marriage is because that's always something that's been important to me, you know? Um, I've always been a hopeless romantic. I've always wanted to get married. I've always wanted to have kids. And honestly, I knew that I wanted to have kids when I was still a kid. That's how much <laughs> I've wanted to have kids. Um and so looking around and seeing everyone, you know, pairing up and getting married and having kids, it can be difficult to, to be around that knowing that um, you want that very same thing and, you know, wondering maybe why it hasn't happened for you yet, um, why you're not there yet. And that's something that I've had to learn how to accept, you know, accept where I am um, at this present moment. And so that sort of got me thinking, you know, about the idea of acceptance in general and how that can be a roadblock for so many of us. And so that's something that I've wanted to talk about. And so for me, it's marriage, but for you, it might be something else. For you, it might be that you don't have the house that you want yet, or you'd like a certain car and you don't have that yet, or you're not where you want to be with your career. Uh, maybe you'd like a promotion and you're wondering, you know, why haven't I gotten that raise yet? Or why haven't I gotten that promotion yet? You know, it might be something more painful, like maybe you found out that you are unable to have a kid, like have a biological kid, and maybe you're struggling to accept that. Um, you know, we all have our thing. You know, we all have um, one or more things that we're struggling to accept. And like I said before, that can be a roadblock. And so how do we get around that? So let's go back a little bit. Um, with me growing up, if I can think back, I feel like I was always comparing myself to other people. You know, our neighbors would always get the latest um, game or the latest system before we did. So, for example, you know, when the PS1, I remember when the PS1 first came out, they got that before we did. And then Xbox came out and we got it, but not before they did. And so it was always kind of like, oh, they have it. Why don't we have it yet? You know, it's kind of, you know, always a comparison. Um, I talked in the first episode about comparing myself to other students. What kinds of grades are they getting? And so that, you know, mentality kind of continued into adulthood. And 
when I started dealing with depression, it only exacerbated things, you know, because you're looking around at what everyone else has and you're sort of comparing yourself and wondering, you know, why don't I have those things? Why am I not in this place? You know, um, this, isn't where, this isn't where I wanted to be at this stage in my life, you know? And so in order to sort of get a handle on depression, acceptance was something that I really had to work on in terms of, you know, just accepting where I was and acknowledging that even though, you know, it's not necessarily where I wanted to be, it's where I am and I need to accept that. Okay, so let's talk a bit about what acceptance is and what it isn't. And by the way, a lot of the information that I'm going to be sharing um, comes from the Mindfulness and Acceptance Workbook for Depression. Um, it's written by Dr. Kirk D. Strossel and Dr. Patricia J. Robinson. Um, this is something that, this book is something that helped me out a lot uh, when I needed it. And so one of the chapters in here is on acceptance. And um, so let's talk first about what acceptance is not. So when we talk about acceptance, we're not talking about calling it quits and accepting defeat, right? We're not talking about giving up. We want to think of acceptance as releasing yourself from the stress and pressure that um, you're putting on yourself and giving yourself the space and freedom to come up with feasible solutions for whatever it is that you're going through, all right? So we're not relegating ourselves to, to defeat. Um, instead, we're sort of you know, maybe framing the issue or framing whatever you're going through in a different way. And um, again, giving yourself that space to sort of say, okay, um, let's try something different. Acceptance also doesn't mean that you are, you know, tolerating something that is taking a toll on you or negatively affecting your mental health. Um, that is not what acceptance is or what it means. So what is acceptance then? For me, I like to think of it in a couple different ways. The first way, I'm going to use a couple of um, comparisons here. So the first thing that I would say acceptance is, is that you have to be ready for whatever happens. You know, um, when I was in China, when I was living in China, my sort of saying or mantra that year was be up for whatever, you know, be ready for anything, because that's really just how living in China was. You know, it's like you're on the other side of the world and you don't know what's happening sometimes, but you just got to be up for whatever. And, you know, once you put yourself in that mindset, then nothing really phases you. It's kind of like, oh, okay, we're doing this today. All right, cool. And you're just going to roll with it. It's funny because um, when I went to China, partly I was running from my problems, right? Part of it was that, yes, I'd always wanted to live abroad and China was the perfect opportunity for me to do so. But I had a lot of things that were going on in my life at the time. And, you know, part of me felt that going to China would sort of um, take me away from all of that. Like a change of scenery would do me some good and I would get away from my problems. And, you know, that's also something that acceptance is not, right? Acceptance, acceptance is not running away from your problems. Acceptance means facing your problems head on, even though your instinct might be avoidance. So to me, that's one of the things that acceptance is. The other thing is that Acceptance is sort of, um, and I, I like to use this analogy that I that I got on the uh, Headspace app. Um, this one has really helped me out, and it's really stuck with me over the years. Um, you want to think of your thoughts as traffic, right? Traffic flowing up and down the road. And your only job is to sit on the side of the road and look at the traffic. 
Just watch the cars go by. Don't try to direct them. Don't interfere with them. Don't, you know, run into the middle of the road or do anything crazy. Just watch. Just sit on the side of the road and watch the cars go by. And that's the same thing that we want to do with our thoughts when we talk about acceptance, right? Because a lot of the times we have certain thoughts and judgments, you know, that arise in our minds from time to time. And when we have certain thoughts, we, our first instinct is to, you know, apply judgment and interfere with those thoughts uh, and react to those thoughts. When really we just want to let the thoughts come and go, don't react to them, don't apply judgment, don't do anything, just let your thoughts flow. Their thoughts, they come and they go, like traffic. And that's really one of the things that we want to do when we talk about acceptance. Um, and so that, that is something that's helped me out a lot over the years um, when it comes to framing the idea of acceptance. So why do we struggle with acceptance so much? One of the reasons, I think, is because we often stress about things that we have no control over, things that we can't change. And so I mentioned earlier on that, you know, maybe you have a situation where you're unable to have kids biologically. You know, that's something that you have no control over. You can't change that, right? And yet we might struggle to accept that. Or in my case, like I said before, having trouble accepting the fact that, you know, you're not married yet. When you have no control over uh, when you meet the right person. Everyone meets their person at a different time. And yet... I have trouble accepting that sometimes. So a good exercise for this would be to sit down and write out all the things in your life that you're having trouble accepting. All the things in your life that, are, um, that you're not satisfied with or you're unhappy with and you're having trouble accepting. And then the next thing you wanna do is identify which ones you can control and which ones you have absolutely no control over. And then once you do that, you want to circle those things that you have control over and you want to focus on those and come up with plans as to how you're going to attack the things that you can control. And then the things that you can't control, you're going to let it go. Like we said, just like the cars passing up and down the road, you're sitting on the sideline. You're not interfering. You're not judging. You're just watching. Okay. You're just watching your thoughts flow. You're not responding to them. And this is something that um, I know it's easy to sit here and say, oh, yeah, don't interact with your thoughts. Um, but it's a lot harder to do that. And so that's something that we can explore more in depth in another episode. But for right now, just focus on identifying those things that you can control and really attacking those. And then the things that you can't control, practice letting go. Over time, what you're going to realize is that there is a theme to things in your life that you can't control, right? Things that cannot be changed, okay? So some examples of these things are spontaneous feelings, spontaneous thoughts, spontaneous memories, all right? These things, again, pop up, they come, they go. You don't really have any control over what pops into your head spontaneously. When we talk about life events, right? Like acts of fate, maybe a loved one passes away. Maybe you find out that a loved one has a terminal illness. Um, maybe there's something in your life that is a cause of stress that you have no control over. Uh, maybe something at your job or in your personal life. Okay. Um, those are some things that you have no control over. Other people's behavior is another one, right? 
we can't control how other people behave, but we can control our reaction to that, right? And then finally, past events and personal history. And this is a hard one for me too, is always, you know, dwelling on the past and things that happened uh, way back when. And we have no control over that, right? So those are some common things that I think a lot of us think about and dwell on sometimes when really we know that, or we should know that we have no control over those things. And so I want to close with a little homework exercise. And this is something that I am pulling directly from the book and maybe I can post it somewhere um, at some point, but for right now, I'm just going to describe it to you. Um, and this is something that you can do again, when you have time and space, sit down and write these things out. So the first thing that you're going to do is select an object that you want to focus on for a few minutes. It could be a mug, a piece of furniture, um, a vase of flowers, anything in the room really. And you want to concentrate on that object for a few minutes, focusing only on describing the object, not judging it, just describing it. So you want to write out your description of the object. Next, write down any judgments that crept in while you were looking at that object. So any judgments that crept in spontaneously, even though we were trying not to judge and just to describe, I want you to write down any spontaneous judgments that popped into your head while you were trying to describe the object. Next, I want you to think of a person. Okay. can be anyone, celebrity, someone, you know, whatever. Okay. But think of a person and try to describe this person using only descriptions, no judgments. So basically the same thing that you did for the object. All right. And then after that, after you write those down, you're then going to write down any spontaneous judgments that crept into your mind while you were trying to describe this person. And remember with people, um, judgments are often, you know, what we think about that person, what we think that person thinks of us, um, you know, things like that. And then finally, I want you to think of a difficult event in your life. It could be from childhood, um, from adolescence, from adulthood. Um, Think of something that's been a problem for you in the sense that it triggers an emotional response. All right. I want you to focus on this event and then write your description of the actual event. Again, no judgments, just describing what happened step by step. And then again, when you're done, you're going to write down any judgments that crept in while you were trying to describe that event. These may include how the event affects you now, how it's changed your life, evaluations of right and wrong or good and bad, such as, you know, maybe what I did was disgusting or what he said was thoughtless. Write those judgments down. What you're going to realize as you're doing this exercise is that as the emotional stakes become higher, it becomes a lot more difficult to describe and react to something without judgment. So it might be easy to look at that vase or that mug and describe it without judgment. When we start escalating, when we start talking about people or emotional triggers, then it becomes harder to describe that person or that event without judgment creeping in. And so what we've done now is we've identified that. So now we are aware of the fact that when the emotional stakes are higher, a lot of times, you know, our judgments sort of take over. And so what we can begin to do is 
try to operate judgment-free. And so what do I mean by that? Well, remember all those, you know, things in your life that you were having trouble accepting, okay? Think about why you're having trouble accepting those things. So let's go back to, for example, let's say that you're not where you want to be yet with your career. And so you might be thinking to yourself, I'm not where I want to be yet with my career. Maybe I'm a failure. Maybe I'm not good enough. Um, what is it about me? Those things are all judgments. Those things are the reason that you're having trouble accepting that that is where you are. Let's go back to the example with the child. You know, if you're unable to have a child biologically, for a lot of women, they can feel maybe a sense of, you know, again, not being good enough, right? Like, I couldn't give uh, my husband the child that he wanted, you know, so I'm not good enough for him, that sort of thing. That's a judgment, right? That might be why, you know, this event is triggering such an emotional response is not so much because of the descriptor, but because of the judgments that we place on that event. A lot of times that's what makes it so hard to accept things, okay? So when we go forward, instead of applying judgments to those things like, oh, I'm not married yet, so that must mean X, Y, and Z, or I'm not um, in the job that I want to be yet, so that must mean this, or this hasn't happened yet, so that must mean that I'm this. Take out those judgments, take out those, um, take out those reactions to our thoughts. Let them be without interacting, without judging, and just accept. This is where I am. No because, no why, just this is where I am right now, and that's okay. I accept that. And look, that's something that's helped me out tremendously over the years is just accepting that, look, this is where I am right now, and that's okay, and I'm going to work from this space. So I might not be where I want to be with my career yet. I might not be married yet. I might not have that car that I want yet. But you know what? As long as I release myself from those judgments and accept that this is where I am, then I can begin to formulate a plan and to work towards the things that I want without judging myself. And you'll find that when you do that, you become so much more free. It's so, it's so freeing to have the space to operate and to pursue your goals free of judgment, all right? So that's something that I want us to be able to practice going forward. And I know, again, it's going to sound easy just sitting here and saying, oh, yeah, don't judge yourself, right? No, it's going to take a lot of hard work and it's going to take a lot of dedication to break those habits because, you know, we're so used to doing that to ourselves. But going forward, let's try and not judge ourselves as much, not judge our thoughts, not judge our actions, you know, just let them be. And hopefully over time, we'll find that that alleviates a lot of the stress and the pressure that we put on ourselves. All right, guys. So next week on the show, I'm going to have my good buddy Mark joining me. Uh, we're going to talk sports, how we met each other, our relationship with mental health, uh, things like that. It's going to be fun. And I hope you guys will tune in. Until next time, take care. <laughs>